Welcome back to another episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to hit the download button and subscribe to our podcast where podcasts are available. Welcome to the very first episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Fleming here. And Fowler. <laughs> so we uh, basically started this podcast uh, during the quarantine, probably like most podcasters. And um, we thought that we have a great opinion about a lot of different things. And so we wanted to be able to share that with you, whether you like it or not, because you tuned in. So Listen, I was depressed and yeah. I'm still egotistical. So it just was a natural progression. To make a podcast. Yeah. I said, you know what I want to do this quarantine? Listen to myself talk. Absolutely. Ad nauseum. Yeah. Because I, I personally feel like the people in my head, I trust the people in my head more than I trust the people outside my head. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. All right. I trust the people in my this, head more than I trust the people. This is the clip they'll be playing in oh, a couple yeah. years when for I your what? documentary. Listen, it's going to be an amazing documentary. It's going to be on Netflix and... um yeah, it's, I'm going to be a bit. It'll be like before it all went wrong. And <laughs> it'll be a clip of Monty saying, I trust the people in my head more yeah. than the people outside of me. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you trust the people in your head? I don't trust shit I think of. No. Listen, I'm the smart. The people in my head are the smartest people I know. So I trust them. Interesting. Always. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so we are basically, um, we wanted to make this podcast because um, I'm a podcast listener. Alyssa's a podcast listener. And, you know, we have a lot of uh, there's a lot of different podcasts that are out there that really don't have this dynamic of having um, two millennials actually that were born in two different decades. And we have a different perspective on different things. So we are millennials. Both are both of us are millennials. However, um, I am what you consider a zennial per Wikipedia. And Alyssa is actually Generation Z because I was born in 1984 and Alyssa was born in 1994. 94, baby. Yeah. So I grew up in the era of. Um, you know, without the internet, before the internet was created, she grew up in the era of cell phones and internet. That is still wild to me that you did not have the internet. Yeah, no, we did not. Like the internet was created when I was in, I believe it was high school. Maybe, like, maybe middle school. The least internet-y thing I remember is... internet Yeah, like, <laughs> I remember having a flip phone, and it was the big thing. Like, you make sure you don't hit the internet button because it charges you every time you go onto the internet on your phone. Wow. So, like, that's the most low-tech I remember. It's like, oh, don't hit the internet button because it'll charge you to go on the internet. See, we had... I grew up in the era where the first cell phone was made and it was this huge gigantic phone that weighed like 30 pounds no lie and then my dad in his red jeep because he just loved his red jeep anyway he had a car phone so you were like styling and profiling with a car car phone phone. but it had no screen to it it was just like a house phone in the car (laughs) it was so (laughs) hood it was so incredibly hood but even the internet it was like you had these little cd-roms that you can put into your computer and we still had floppy disks and um, literally you would, tr- you would have so many minutes on the CD-ROM and they were usually like an AOL or a Yahoo thing or whatever. And you had like 2000 minutes. Wait, that's how you prepaid for your minutes. Yeah. For, what? for the internet. Oh, like to access, to the, access like to Google the internet. Shit? Yes. Google wasn't even around. Oh, you had Ask Jeeves or something. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. 
you do know a little bit about this stuff. That's awesome. So yeah, you had Ask Jeeves and you just had like, like the Yahoo or AOL and you had the search engine. See, I do remember dial-up, but I just don't remember the CD-ROM. Oh yeah, you had to put a little CD-ROM in there depending on how many minutes you had. And then if somebody called while you were it on the internet, it off. kicked you off. And then it got kind of, you know, the internet uh, 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 advanced and it basically became where if you got on the internet and you stayed on there, it would block the phone calls from coming in and kicking you off the internet. That's what I do remember. Cause you couldn't yeah. be on the internet if someone called. That's very true. Because yeah. your parents would be pissed if you're on too long. Cause yeah. you couldn't get the phone, the calls through. Cause at first it was like no call waiting and then you had to pay separately for yeah. that. So yeah, doo, doo, doo. exactly. You've got mail. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, I grew up without the internet and then the internet was created. And then Alyssa's from the generation of people where you guys came out with cell phones Instant without a gratification is what I'd like to say about my generation. What 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 group am I? What subset? So you are a gener you are a Generation Z. So per Wikipedia, uh -huh. it's from the early to mid nineties all the way up until the uh, up until two thousand and ten. Okay, here's the issue I have with that. I like I don't even know people that are born in 2010. How old are you now if you're born in 2010? It's 2020. 10. 10 years old? There's no, it can't be. 2000. It's yeah. 2000. I'm just kidding. Even that is a push. 2000? My brother was born in 2002. He's an idiot. Wow. Your brother was born when I graduated high school. Sweet That's Lamb of God. wild. That is yeah. insane. Wow. Yeah. So much has changed. Now we have cell phones. I remember cell phones used to get, used to be super small. You had like a little Nokia and then they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they tried to say, oh, let's see how small we can get. And now they're back to being bigger, bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's a, it's a great perspective. Um, also too, so we are facing off as, um, the reason why we called the podcast the face off is because literally we are going head to head as um, a subset of people who are 10 years apart. One is Zennial, one a Generation Z. One with right opinions, one with wrong opinions. <laughs> Clearly yours are wrong. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah, it's great self-reflection. But yeah. Agree to disagree. <laughs> but then also, too, we are phasing off because um, I am a physical therapist uh, by licensure and by skill. Um, and then, Alyssa, you are a what? I'm an occupational therapist by spirit, you know? And by licensure. And I guess, yeah, by licensure. That, mean, that would be assault. If the government wants to put a title on my job, I guess that's what they say. But I really just feel it out. I go with the flow. <laughs> it's all cosmic energy. So when you fill out for your taxes, you don't put on there what your occupation is? Oh, I surely helly, surely, yeah. I surely helly put. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we and Alyssa and I actually work together at the same um, company. And... Um, I am a co-workers. We are co-workers. We are also friends, but having that dynamic of being 10 years apart again, her being an uh, OT, I'm a PT. Then two, we both work at the same facility. She's a new grad. I'm an old head. Um, it's a lot of same, same, but different, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, thrilling, not thrilling the world, but um, navigating the world with a different subset of eyes things that she has she is going to go through that i've already been through as a 36 year old and um mm -hmm. and i just know opinion. the memes and the tiktoks that you don't know about yeah. i got you there buddy and, and then i help you with the 401ks the iras the roths oh just the just the minuscule things that i need to do exactly exactly and i'm over here like you haven't seen easy a with Emma Stone. Yeah, no. Uh, I can't believe it. Yeah. And Alyssa's definitely the type of person who she likes to listen to all the 
you know, the newest and latest hibbity hop hop stuff from Netflix. And I'm just like, hmm, what? I'm watching reruns of Living Single. No, you have got to stay up to date. I know. People, it's hard. Don't you hate when people are having a conversation about a new show and you have nothing to add? No, nah, I just sit there and smile awkwardly like, hmm. Yeah. I am just full of myself. And I'm like, you know what? I bet <laughs> if I watched it, I'd have a better opinion. You would love to listen to it. I got to watch it. At least you're for you, For your sake. Yeah. You have to hear what I want to say about this. At least you're self-aware. So that's a good thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. At least you're self-aware. So on this podcast, we are also going to, um, this podcast is about different topics that we're going to talk about, you know, um, pop culture, politics, current events, social, <laughs> yeah. Injustices. Social media. Yeah. Or injustices. That's however, very true. Whatever your way your boat yeah. floats. But we're also too, because we are, PTs and OTs, we are definitely going to have a what's called a rehab corner. So for all those PTs, OTs, speech therapists, restorative aids, everybody that's in rehab that's listening to this podcast, you will benefit from this podcast as well because we cannot make a podcast and not talk about things that happen um, on our day-to-day lives as physical and occupational therapists and in the rehab um, sector because things are, there's always a funny story. There's always something going on, never a dull moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Old things, new things, things I want to learn. Very true. We want to talk about it here. Yeah. Here's the place. Absolutely. So if you you are in for an amazing ride on this podcast, we are going to laugh. We are going to. I'm not crying. Don't even say it. No, I'm not going to cry. Okay. I, if I if I do cry, I I'm just going to edit it out. So Hell yeah. yeah. I, this Ain't is, no bitch. No, this is that. Listen, I'm a thug in these streets. Okay. Yeah, but if you cry, that's and totally the freaky cool. sheets. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My mom's gonna listen to this podcast. I'm just I kidding, know. mom. <laughs> Love you, mom. Shout yeah. out to all the moms out there. Woo-hoo. No, it's gonna be a wild time. It's gonna be real. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. And even <laughs> if you hate it, we still get the view. So absolutely, because you you've clicked on it and you've listened to at least a minute of it, which is basically all we really and need. Jokes on you, because now I'm in your head, pretty much, and I won. And you're not gonna forget us. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a great. A great dynamic you know hearing our perspectives um based off our ages where we are in our particular lives as career women as uh, oh i'm a career woman huh yeah you nice have no choice you can't go back to your mom's house i, I mean I, sometimes Yay. i wish i could try me listen I, I would just move my mother from florida and just be like hey can i live with you <laughs> get that free wi-fi free groceries you know yeah i'm daydreaming that sounds so good yeah but yeah it's gonna be fun glad you're all here couldn't do it without you. We could, but um, it's more fun this way. <laughs> it's definitely more fun when you have other people involved. So um, definitely leave us some comments of things you want to hear, things you nice don't want to hear. Nice comments, because I'm insecure. Please, I'll read them and I'll obsess over it. Oh, I'm not going to read the comments at all. Like, I, I'm not going to read the comments. Because here's the thing. I like what I say. I've already told you in the very beginning I trust the people on the inside of my head more than I trust the people on the outside of my head. So what you think about me and this podcast is really none of my business. You can have your opinion. And if you want to state your opinion, guess what? Go make you a podcast. Absolutely. So yeah. I cannot promise that I will not read every comment. Don't read the comments. Never read the comments though. What if they say something nice? If they read. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's here's what we're going to do for this podcast. We are personally not going to read the comments. What we will do is get one of our other friends, Darren, Daryl, Derek, His name is Darren. So for everybody, so Darren is our editor and, um, and he's doing a damn good job. Yeah. Alyssa just keeps calling him everything, but his actual government name, I have issue. but we're going to pay somebody to look at all the comments, right. Uh-huh. And tell us what? only the positive things. Just 
Like in candy, white claws. I want or you to read all of these five comments, but only tell me yeah, the only good tell ones. me the good stuff. Yeah, because I, you know, I don't want to hear people say, "Oh, well, my opinion is no one asked." <laughs> you can leave it in the comment, but no one asked. So, oh, I love it. That's good. You, you know what's great is if you don't agree with something, just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. I gotta see you scrolling. Roll. What is you know that? They hate it. <laughs> What is that old song? It's like rolling, 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 rolling. You know what I'm talking about? You're on your own with that Damn, one. Damn, I'll yeah, have no. to find it. I edit definitely that. Cut that. it, cut it, cut it. Yeah, definitely don't know that one. Yeah. So um, what you will hear in this podcast, I'm just, and I'm actually going to leave this in here. So my voice has a tendency to fluctuate depending on what time of the day we are recording these podcasts. So if we are recording early in the morning or close to bedtime, I will sound like Barry White. So I am a woman. I am born a woman i just happen to have a deep voice so does tony braxton and tony braxton's amazing so does remy ma remy ma's amazing so at times i may sound like either tony braxton or remy ma all famous people Absolutely. great voices amazing Don't black women so yeah speak your truth yeah so i will try my best to not be raspy but i cannot make any promises i am who i am when Very i true. am you know wherever i go there i am so it, just accept me Take exactly me. exactly no disclaimer so this episode is really going to just be about um, just Alyssa and I just kind of giving you a, you know, grasp and a look into who we actually are. Shooting the shit, as some people would say. Pretty much. I would say. Yeah. We both got a glass of wine. We got a little charcuterie board. You know, I, I'm vegetarian, so I'm just going to eat the cheese and the grapes. But I got the meats. Yeah. I like Arby's. No Arby's. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get sued. Cut that out. Yeah. Very true. Or, or we can get sponsored by Arby's. Hey, not a, I'm not opposed. They have good fries. I like their fries. Oh, the curly fries. Okay, have yeah. you had the apple turnovers? No. What is Itch. that? Just like a bite off of like a McDonald's apple pie? Exactly, but oh. flakier and mm. with better icing. And McDonald's doesn't have icing. So just icing, period. I don't like icing. Neither do I. But oh, this is okay. It's more like a glaze, like a sweet oh, glaze. Oh, okay, it's okay. Good. Cool. I, I swear. Cool beans. Oh, I, I believe you. Come on. Trust me. I believe you. If there's anything I know, it's fast foods and chain restaurants. I, I was going to say, yeah. I love You a go chain out way restaurant. more than I do. Dude, give me a Chili's. Give me a Cheesecake Factory. Mm. See, you're expensive. I'm, a give me BJ's. a Chipotle. Oh, give me a okay. Moe's. Like, you don't have, we don't have Moe's here in San Antonio, unfortunately. But, yeah. Cool beans. Yeah, no, this will be good. This is going to be fun for you guys at home. Uh, you're welcome. That's all. Yeah, I we're adding to the culture, and you're you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome to be able to hear our voices <laughs> and hear our opinions. All, all three of you out there, we appreciate <laughs> the viewership. We appreciate the listens. <laughs> and so we're going to have at least five people, because my mom's going to listen, your mom's going to listen. Yeah, my mom will share it on Facebook. And That's at, least at least two of my friends are going to listen. So yeah. you got five at least. I apologize in advance, Mom. Who knows what I'll say on this? Listen, I will say a lot of stuff. And I will try my best to edit out what could potentially make me lose my job or get canceled. And I will also do the same for Alyssa. So we'll edit it out. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Because you should edit. I can't see this going wrong. Okay. Don't say that. <laughs> Set us up for failure. <laughs> so prayerfully, this will not go wrong. And this won't be our first and last episode. We're going to oh, try to make goodness. it to at least five episodes. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll before get there. quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the best hour and a half of your life. This is the face-off. This is the story of a girl <laughs> who cried a river and drowned the whole world. When she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her. What when is she that smiles. From? You don't know? 
No. What? Damn, we're gonna have this is gonna be a long Okay, wait, what is this? Is this from something in your generation? It's how many days in a year? Okay. This is that's a song. This is the story of a girl. Okay, so who sings this song? Um Nine Days. Okay, I also it was released in two thousand. It's an alternative indie song. Here's the thing. I also want to preface our podcast by saying that I am an African American woman, if you can't tell by my voice. Um, which you can't. Anyway, um, Alyssa is also an African American woman, yeah. but she is also a Caucasian woman. I so think, she is mixed. Whoa. You are. I she am. is half I white. Think politically, half black. do we call that? What do they call it? Mixed. Ethnically? No. What is it? No, I was going to say ethnically ambiguous, but that's not right. No. Mixed race? Is that weird? I think mixed, mixed race, race is, is like, kind of rude. It's right? like a derogatory kind of yeah. thing. Oh, mulatto. That's no, a rapper. That's e- yeah, but that's even derogatory i think to say mulatto biracial she's biracial biracial is the politically correct term for half white half black you're biracial i'm a little white and a little black and that's all i gotta say about it yeah exactly so some of the things that you're gonna hear they're going to be um more caucasian-esque <laughs> from Melissa's side i say some white things okay yes and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that don't come for me but here's the thing i'm proud of myself and who i am when she drives she will absolutely get pulled over and they will think she's black and she's black. that's on colorism absolutely <laughs> absolutely period poo period poo absolutely how shitty is this country you're like yeah no i know you think you're white and your mom's white and your whole family's white but yeah you're gonna get pulled over just like you the rest definitely of us. are and even if you're with your mom your grandmother your uncles that are all white they're still gonna look at you and be like hmm yeah there's that well, one there's that blackie there's that blackie there just sitting there just yeah how you doing doesn't matter yeah oh isn't it great even though you look like you literally look like the black version of your mom isn't that wild yeah you are your mom's strong your mom's genes are crazy strong you literally are a twin of your mom it's yeah i cut that out she doesn't need to hear that why not because she'd love it i'm leaving that in there for your this is the first episode she your mom needs to hear that mom you (laughs) Alyssa looks just like you she's just the black version of you that's it yeah. I should be able to like run faster or jump higher or something. She could absolutely kick my ass. Yeah. Well, you got, I mean, you got the black in you, so you can run That's, and jump. Have you seen me run? No. Have you seen me jump? Have you seen me? <laughs> Listen, we're not, we not going to be breaking floors around here. And that's on obesity. All right. <laughs> all right. Cool beans. So sit back and enjoy the ride. First of all, these mics sound really good. I know. Um, I like, I hate my voice, but on this mic, I love it. And I don't sound like a man. No. Yeah. You sound like a 36-year-old woman. I do. Maybe now, 35. Now, if we do podcasts at 9 o'clock at night, not going to happen. Hey, I'm going to sound like, good morning to you. <laughs> Can't get enough of your love, babe. <laughs> right? So I think I think it is going to be a good dynamic with having um, people from my generation and yours, which we are both millennials, but I am a, I'm like a bridge yeah. you are person. A bridge. I'm a bridge person. Ruby Bridges like, over here. <laughs> <laughs> keep it coming all night i've always told everybody don't give me a mic i cannot handle it i cannot control myself i go crazy and this is why you're the perfect person to do a podcast with. yeah the last wedding i was in they handed me a mic and it did horribly oh, started drunk? singing hell yeah oh jesus singing dancing that wedding was lame till i got up there <laughs> had a great time that's hilarious so yeah i think having a target audience of my age group and your age group because mm-hmm. it's like again we're both millennials so we have we can relate to each other 
But there's also still this 10-year gap of I grew up without the internet. That is insane to me. I know. I know. Like, when you were in high school, what was the big thing you did that you're like you and your friends wanted to do or did that your parent all of your parents were like absolutely not can't happen because for me and my friends it was myspace all of our parents were like hell no you cannot get on oh MySpace. yeah no and also we're like we have to sneak onto myspace we i mean we had oh you know what we had we had the the chat rooms that's what we had uh, we had the, teen it chat was, room. yeah it was like a 1-800 number or something like that and you called in the chat what rooms. yeah you literally had to call and, and first of all <laughs> tells you how old i am I'm not old. I'm 36. But anyway, we literally had chat lines and you would just stay on the phone all night with your chat line. And of course, if somebody else, you know, clicked in, you uh -huh. wouldn't click over. You're just like, stick it on that chat line, you know? So what? yeah, we had chat lines. Like literal chat. I thought yeah. you meant like no, 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 computer no. chat. On a phone chat line, you would call and be like, hey, this Tyrone. Hey, this Tamika. You are <laughs> You're blowing my mind because we had teen chat rooms on the computer and yeah. it'd be like teen chat world. You'd log in. People were saying nasty stuff and you'd be like, ha 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 and log off. <laughs> no, no. Wow. You had to actually call people. We literally did. You had to call in and like you were, you were like logged into it when you called in or whatever they, and you would just match with whoever's on there and stuff like that. But yeah, it was like a, it was a chat line on the phone, like on a, Maybe like a that's why number. people your age love to talk on the phone so much. Because we didn't, ha we didn't have a choice. I hate, do not call me. It's the last thing you should do. See, and I'm, I'm the opposite. I hate texting. I feel like texting is like the poorest form of communication ever. I fucking hate texting. Really? Don't, don't fucking text me. You can. Don't fucking text <laughs> me. Don't text me. I, you can call me, but send me a text right after and be like, bitch, pick up the phone. It's, I'm, it's serious. And I'll be like, ah, shit. Okay. But oh, I hate, gosh. I hate talking on the phone. I hate FaceTime. Well, see, I don't like FaceTime either, especially when people call you on FaceTime and you're not expecting it. And you're just like, whoa, 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 player. And then when people start to try to like call you through like Facebook messenger or something, I'm like, no. you're a stalker. Mm -hmm. You better cut that out. Like mm -hmm. that's not, that's not the business. But yeah, we had chat lines and then even too, because we didn't have cell phones growing up. I feel like you can't really hear me like a whole lot, but anyway. you're loud, Monica. You're really loud. I know everybody knows when I walk in the room. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, when we, uh, when we had to communicate, remember I come from the generation of beepers. So we had pagers, we didn't call them beepers. We call them pagers. pagers. And literally you wanted to be disrespectful. You know, you put your 304 ho backwards. You Wait, know. what? Yeah, if you if when you paid somebody and they put oh put your callback number in, you would literally put the the uh, number three oh four, and when they flipped the pager upside down, it read ho. There was little messages like that. Bitches, huh? Listen, we you had no choice but to be so like your your little boo thing would page you, and then you would like go and call them back, and then we got two way pagers, which were pretty much like the first text messaging kind of situation and then but how do you text don't you have to call a number and then you type in your message yeah mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. see i know things <laughs> but if you but if somebody else had a two-way pager then you were able to go in there and actually like like you could write your oh, own you could message type from yeah. the pager you could text so. and it was like so a, it was like a, a it was like a bootleg like a smaller sidekick or whatever uh -huh. and you were able to flip it down and flip it up or whatever and um not like how Kelly Rowland was, you know, typing Nelly on Excel, Excel spreadsheets. Oh my gosh. Uh -huh. Oh, wait. That's the 2000s <laughs> for sure. Yes. So we had that. Um, but yeah, it's so weird that we're like 10 years apart. Yeah. Yeah. But we have, but we have, we have so much in common because again, we're still millennials. Maybe we should call this podcast the bridge. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That'd be a good Ruby bridge. <laughs> Ruby bridge. <laughs>
<laughs> no Ruby Bridges. Shouts out to Ruby Bridge Bridges. <laughs> yeah, we'll go off of bridge. I think we need like one word and we can branch out from it and then yeah. we'll get it. It'll be strong. Yeah. But not like I don't want to say like the gap. Yeah, no, no. like age gap, 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 bridging the gap. Yeah. That seems like you're like 80. And exactly. I'm and we're only yeah. 10 years apart. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But um, that's basically what we had. And then, of course, you know, when the when the Internet came out, I think I was in like. Like the ninth grade. Rickety bridge. Sorry. You're so silly. I think I was in the ninth grade when when the Internet came out, because I remember they used to say, well, in order to to, um, to, to communicate with the Internet, you have to type World Wide Web. You were dot, in, did you say ninth grade I think nine I was years a, old? No, I think I was in the ninth grade. I was either in the eighth or the ninth grade when the internet actually came out. And then all you could do was everybody had an AOL. Yeah. And you could only go on like Yahoo was, was in existence at the time, AOL. And then you, you would. Instant Messenger? Yes, through AOL. And then um, everybody just loved to say, you got mail. Because that was like the big Ba-ding. thing. Right. And then the thing, uh, the movie came out, you got mail. So it was like, oh, big oh, thing yeah. about it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, that was pretty pretty uh weird yeah 10 years isn't that bad like i date someone that was 36 45 i would not date somebody that's 26 that's not happening that's like i'm i would be like a sugar mom i'm not doing that yeah but even like 26 is a female like 22 because boys are stupid that's very true and they mature a lot slower than we do yeah and like i don't even have a real bank account right now yeah i still let unknown calls go to voicemail because i'm afraid they're gonna (laughs) ask for money do you have a 401k I do. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to the hospital. <laughs> I enrolled. They are pulling money every month. What's your percent of that? You're, that you're donating? 1% baby. Oh, Jesus. No. So but what they say, like financial advisors say that when you first start working, like your very first career, your like job in your career, you're supposed to try to maximize how much you give. And so like, if you can try to give 10%, into your 401k whatever your company matches that's fine and then as you get older you can start to drop your percentage mm-hmm. and then that way you're able to make more money because you're going to be you're not going to have as much as much responsibility when you first start working and then as you move forward and start getting you know having kids and stuff then you can start pulling back to get more money from the check maybe they're matching one percent does that sound more right no so our company, which shall remain nameless because we don't want y'all coming after our company, mm-hmm. um, our company will match your 401k at 100% at, if you're um, contributing at least 3%. Once you are completely vested, you have been out with our company for five years, they will match your 401k at 100% even at 1%. So you're fully vested oh, into the company. Maybe you need years. to look at my uh, financials. I was given 7% when I first started. And then I was like, mm, y'all taking too much money out of my check. And then I am now back down to like, I went down to like four, but now I think I just bumped it up to 6%. So, I mean, they, they match it pretty well, which is good. I mean, they match it at a hundred percent, but um, I'll be five years next year. So then I'm putting that thing all the way back down to 3% suckers. Yeah. Cause you can only max out at 5,000 anyway for your 401k. Yeah, so. you do have to think about that because you're closer to death than I am. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I so hate you. Right Ten now. years closer. Uh, listen, I am. I can't wait till I'm 36. I think I'm gonna be a whole different person. I'm gonna know things. The way you talk to people is so cool because you're just like, I know my shit, and I know you don't. And even if you do, it's still not close to the shit I know. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it. Well, when I was 26, I mean, I, when I was 26, I actually thought I knew everything. I really did. And I, to be honest with you, my plan for life 
I was supposed to be married by the time I was 27 and had my first kid at 28. I'm 36 single with no kids. Damn. Yeah. I used to think I wanted to be married and have kids by 25, yeah. like in eighth grade. I was like, I'm 25. I'll be so old. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, maybe 32. I'll think about right. having kids. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you think about when you're those ages and you don't really realize how fast time goes. And then, too, the career path that you take. I mean, we went through four years of undergrad. And yeah. then how long was your program for OT school? Uh, two Yours was three and a mine half years. Three. I think mine was yeah. two and a half years. I get out earlier than y'all. So if you guys don't know, Alyssa is an occupational therapist and I am a physical therapist. And so... Um, Bridging the co-treat. I'm neither kidding. One of, yeah, and neither one of us is respected in the hospital. No, definitely not. It's sad. Black Lives Matter. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, it, my schooling was three years and then, but then I played around too because I was, I was just having fun. When did you go to, amazing. did you go to PT school right after you graduated college? No, I, um, well, I tried to, I tried to, I applied the very next year and then I didn't get in, but I made it to the waiting list and traditionally at my school, shouts out to Florida a University. Um, if you made it to the waiting you list, you know, I don't okay. even think that's the thing. That's disrespectful. That is Howard. Shit. That is not us. Thanks. <laughs> um, people of the podcast might not know. I yeah, did not no, no, go no. to an HBCU. Yes. I went to a, state a PWI. School. She definitely went to a PWI. Hook them horns. Oh my God. I can't. Go <laughs> horns go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, um, what was I saying? I can't remember. Oh yes. My schooling was, I, I didn't get accepted the first time and then. I made it to the waiting list. So I only had to sit out a year and then I went into PT school. Uh, I see. Yeah. But I also started like PT school later than most other people did because I, first of all, I was going to med school. That was my plan to be an OBGYN. And then I worked in postpartum labor and delivery when I was in school in uh -huh. Tallahassee. And I was like, nope, I don't want to look at vagina for the next 30 years. That's not going to happen. Wise choice. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to have a life. I'm just going to always be on call. Dude, gonna keep having we were just talking about this. So I was at the lake with my family this weekend yeah. and my uncle and my aunt have been doctors forever. Mm -hmm. And we were like sitting there, he's putting meat on the grill and my aunt comes out and she's like, Hey, the hospital's calling. Are you on call this weekend? He's like, I don't know. Am I? And she's like, I guess. Yeah. Picked up the phone, <laughs> had to leave and go do a surgery. And what, I was kind like, of, what kind of doctors are your He's aunt? an ENT. Oh, okay. uh, she's internal medicine. Um, and they have a bunch of like, he has a bunch of separate businesses. Now mm -hmm. he does hearing aids and yeah. a bunch of like cosmetic surgeries and yeah. stuff. But I was like, you're still like, how old are you and how established are you? And you still have to drop everything with your whole family here to go. Someone busted their lip. Exactly. And he's go operate on it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's one of the reasons why when I started working into it and I started working closely with, um, and around OBGYNs, I was like, y'all don't have no life. I'm not about to do yeah, that. Yeah. Babies mm -hmm. are born all the time. It, like they don't stop. Disrespectfully. What, listen, they, and then now with the, with the quarantine, there's going to be so many babies. Oh my God. Like, so it, any OBGYNs out there, any midwives that feel like your business is going to close, it's not because you're about to have a whole mm -hmm. bunch of big headed ass babies that's going to be coming out pretty soon so uh yeah watch out yeah. for those i've also realized that i need to push babies as long as possible because i want like a doula and a night nurse and that shit's expensive it really is but it's so worth it though I don't know. i'm trying to sleep yeah all the time listen who i am the nap queen okay you already know i will take a nap and I will miss the whole apocalypse because I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. And babies like, do not care. They They're don't. disrespectful. I'm, and I, I want kids. I really do. But at the same time, it's just like, 
little baby, I'm gonna need you to understand. Like I've literally already been praying over my kids, and I'm just like, little baby, I need you to be able to understand that mommy likes to sleep. This little two hour thing not gonna work for me. I need you to sleep for at least eight hours. Sleep when the baby sleeps. The baby sleeps at weird times. I'm gonna sleep when I want to sleep, and that baby gonna just have to deal with it. Cause yeah, and I don't want to have to record insecure and then get all the spoilers (laughs) when I spend 15 seconds on Twitter because the kids quiet for the first time in forever, and I see the mental break, and then I know that Lawrence and Issa. Are back together. Exactly. I'm mean, pissed. Well, I, I wait. Are they back together now? They're not. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Don't I don't want to. I don't want to find that out on the internet, though. Well, that's very true. Because you know, it's got to happen. Team Lawrence, Lawrence Hive. I get a lot of flack for that one. But fuck Lawrence. Look, you literally just blew my mic out with that. Oh, did I? You need to chill with I'm the sorry, fuck Lawrence. Did I mess it up? My roommate and I have come to terms with the fact that we're on the uh, unpopular like opinion yeah. about Lawrence. Because every time we're like so Team Lawrence. And every time we talk about him to someone, they're like, um, he's super toxic. And so is that relationship. I don't like the name. I uh, just watch a lot of YouTube videos about um, producers because mm-hmm. I feel like I everyone wants to go after a rapper. Yeah. I want to go after a producer. Because mm, that's what makes the real money. All the cool stuff. They're like an integral part of the music industry. They know yeah. so much. They make the cool beats that everyone's dancing to. That's very true. And then you don't have to deal with all these girls on them. That's unless very it's true. like a Mike Will made it or a, you know, DJ Mustard type of situation. But I remember DJ Mustard was like, I'm going to lose all this weight so I can fit in some, what kind of jeans? It was like these $5,000 pair of jeans or something. He was like, I want to lose weight because I want to be in those jeans. And I was like, that's, a, that's a kind of a weird motivation but hey if it works for you because i'm still fat so maybe I <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why rick ross did it shout Listen, out to the pair rick ross pairs <laughs> Listen, rick ross be just walking around with his shirt off i'd be like rick ross you literally just lost a whole boss like lost a whole bunch of weight like it's crazy but i mean he looks good he looks really good you know he's healthy i'm happy for him yes no diabetes that's like you did know. you ever watch you never watched drake and josh i'm assuming you're probably like an adult when that show was out jake and josh who's drake that? and josh drake and josh on nickelodeon drake and josh this is the gap we're bridging this yeah we're building. <laughs> Don't it know was this so, show on nickelodeon in the sky he was on all that too i think all that what is that oh my god comedy sketch show for kids nickelodeon Amanda Bynes, I, I didn't Drake grow up Bell. With cable. Okay, I mean, I partially grew up with cable until they cut it off, and then we'd have to wait a couple months to get it back. But <laughs> there was this big guy, Josh Peck, and he was—they made him the funny fat kid, and then he got older and lost all this weight and is super mm-hmm. hot. Really? Yeah, I love that for him. Interesting. I'd have to Google a picture of him because I have no clue who that is. Yeah, I yeah. just am not willing to put in that effort right now. But <laughs> just, just know what I'm saying is I true. Hate you. I just hate know. you so much right now. <laughs> Well, that's too funny. <laughs> so, what do you think about things that are going on with the coronavirus? Like, see, what that's you... where we would cut. You see, we'd have to cut that. Yeah, part. so we have to edit. Yeah, it, so it just this, this is good for you. It's going to be good practice editing. I know. You're going to make me do all the editing. You're not going to take on some of the editing. Portion? Yeah. Do you know what Call Her Daddy is? The podcast. Call Her Daddy. What is that like for like sugar babies or something? No, it's a sex oh. podcast. Kind of. It's these girls who are super thoughty and like would just talk about the thoughty shit that they did, but they're really hot, so people listened. And Barstool Sports picked it up. Anyway, the two wow. girls just had like this huge falling out. And no. one of the reasons why was because one of them edited everything mm-hmm. and spent like hours doing it. And she would like post pictures like, here I am editing again. Mm-hmm. And the other one was like, it makes me uncomfortable that you do that. Because then I think that like listeners think you do everything. And she was like, bitch, I do do everything. Uh, yeah. And what's wrong with that? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're not like, let's say if one person takes all the editing and then the other person takes, you know, more of the marketing portion of it. Because I know for me. I'm not a marketer. I'm not like, like, I'm not going to like, 
hey, listen to my podcast, listen to my podcast. Listen, bitches, if you want to listen to this shit, it's funny, <laughs> it's cool. Listen to it if you want to. If you don't, goddamn it, don't. Joke's on you because we're going to get fucking popular and we're going to delete the early episodes and then I'm going to ask questions about them when we're really famous and only the real people will know. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm not a marketer, so I'm willing to do the editing, Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna give you the marketing because I'm not a marketer. I could pimp some now. Well, but plus you're too. You're younger than me, so you know all the trends and all that with Drake mm-hmm. and, and all that. So. Yeah, we had to get on TikTok. It's where the kids are. I spend hours on TikTok, and it's insane. I never posted anything, but you find first of all the hashtag that I love. Two hashtags: um, things I never knew I needed from Amazon. Love it. And second one is things TikTok made me buy. Yes. I love um, too dangerous hashtag. Literally everything, and I love all the conspiracy series, <laughs> series, theories. I'm drunk. Sorry. You've had one sip of wine. It Alyssa. really does it for me and these days. Conspiracy <laughs> theories, like with Naya Rivera. Where the hell is she? Listen, that Glee thing is like possess- is not possessed. What is the word I'm looking for? Um, cursed. Yeah. Their cast is cursed. Isn't that like the third person has died from their cast? Yes, or the, the third. Even like Moesha. I said Moesha is cursed too. Moesha. Like, uh, what's his name? Ohaji died. Uh, Hakeem. I don't know their real names. <laughs> and, oh, Yvette. I know her, her real name is Yvette. Uh, and Dale. She died. So three people from their cast died. Dude, what is it? It's That's weird. Things happen in threes. That's weird. But I'm just like, I you don't know people's lives like that, right? Like, yeah. oh, people will do things. But the idea that you'd go somewhere with a baby. Because I'm always like, yeah. if shit happens, they can't do anything. Right, right. Well, my thing is even too, like they showed a video of her getting out of her car or getting out of her truck and she had everything and her son was standing next to her. And then they were just, you know, just walked off, like going to the pier. But I just, I don't know. Like I, I'm a city girl. I grew up as a city girl. I've never been on like, I mean, I've been I think, on, on maybe like two or three boats, like little mini. I don't even know if you can call them yachts. Like my aunt used to get like these little boats or whatever in Miami. We would just go riding for like two hours or something and come if back. This was a show. This was where we flashback and Monica's on a full fledged fucking yacht. <laughs> like, Thank I don't God there's no picture of that. Call it. Maybe like a little like tugboat. It's literally, like that's what it was. Because you shit. you felt so much of the the ocean. It was like oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Can you go back? <laughs> I love being on boats. We were on boats this weekend. Really? I just love being on the water. I mean, I like jet skis. Jet skis are super. Fun. I've, I've been jet skiing once, and first of all, shout out to girl who did my hair her name is braids by guvia she was in tallahassee florida i will the first of all i love my hair braider braids by ray rachel but guvia in college i literally got these um two i don't know what they call them two strands twists senegalese twists whatever they were twists i literally went jet skiing like three weeks after i got those things on and i was like oh these things gonna fall out the ocean gonna have a bunch of weave at the bottom not a single braid came out. You know, I was natural at that time. Not mm-hmm. a single piece of my natural hair came out of those freaking twists. Wow. And I, my, I mean, my hair was soaked. Yeah, I was shout like, her out for sure. Yeah, Braids That's by Guvia. I don't know her last name, but it's Guvia. <laughs> G-U-V-I-A, Braids by Guvia. She's in Tallahassee, Florida, people. I think she's still in Tallahassee. You but know anyway. who else is from Tallahassee, Florida? Who? Christopher Brown. Who's Christopher Brown? Great friend of mine. Uh, got into some trouble a couple years ago. Are you talking about? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Love him. He's not from Tallahassee. I swear, I read that. That boy is from up north somewhere. Do you promise? I'm dead serious. Where's my phone? What about in Run It? What would he say in Run It that makes you think he's from Tallahassee? Do people in Tallahassee just run? <laughs> <laughs> 
there's obviously a reason in which I thought he was from Florida, and I will prove it to you now. No, Chris this Brown is, is not this from is my Florida. Chris, this is actually my Chris Brown podcast. I Are you obsessed with Chris Brown? I love that man. I like Chris Brown. I, I really do. I, you know what pisses me off about Chris Brown? Not about him. Um, what pisses me off is that people continue oh, to... Oh, he's from Virginia. Virginia. Why am I so off the How mark with that? How you think he was from Florida? He Does he even... ever live in Florida? He's no. 31. Ugh. He doesn't even act like a Floridian. And what, because he's not crazy running around first doing of all, crazy things? First of all, born and raised Floridians are not crazy. That's number one. Number two... It's the people who are from New York and New Jersey that move down to Florida and commit all these damn crimes and then be making us look like, oh, Florida man. It, it, he w- Look at his birth certificate. What does his birth certificate say? He's not from Florida. I'll guarantee you most of the crime that's committed in Florida, these people are from up north. Okay, we are too hot to commit crimes. He's passionate. We're too hot. You know why I thought he was from Tallahassee? Because he's on Run It with T-Pain, and T-Pain's from Tallahassee. That's right. T-Pain is from Tallahassee. That and was I'm, my bad. And I'm going to tell, actually, a T-Pain story, and this is kind of a HIPAA violation. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait. I don't know if I can say. I mean, it's been years. Whatever. Let's I don't talk work for like we have someone who's sitting here editing our shit. We'll be like, hey, can you cut that? It's like, edit, can you not say that? Post. Exactly. So edit that in post. Yeah. So cut that um, his name's going to be Darren. That's going to be our engineer. Hey, Darren, can you um, edit that in post? I just made that name up. I love Darren. He's great. Good friend of mine. People will be like, we want to see Darren. <laughs> Darren doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, so T-Pain, when his wife had their, I don't know if, I can't remember if he had a daughter or a son. I can't remember. But I was working at. This particular hospital in Tallahassee, I won't say which one. There's only two, so whatever. You're going to have to just <laughs> <laughs> throw up a, a flip a coin. Anyway, and so everybody was like, oh, my God, T-Pain's wife is delivering a baby, blah, 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 blah. And we were just like, okay, like, who cares? They're like, okay, they're having a baby. So then literally we didn't see him, and he was, you know, I happened to be working that weekend that they were there, and he comes out of the room, and he was like, yeah, we're trying to order some pizza. Um, do y'all have, like, a Yellow Pages? Okay, this tells you again. Yellow Pages. Right. This tells you again that, like, Google Maps and all Sahim. that wasn't really. That's his real name. His parents it. are Muslim, I think. Huh. Or practice. I love the backstory. Yeah, I think they're Muslim. I think they are. He's only 34. That's he's surprising. No, he. I think he's Muslim. I think he's Muslim. I don't know. The Fahim boy's name is Rashid. Nizim. Yeah, I think, I think he is Muslim. I'm going to go ahead and say he's Muslim okay. without any factual base, but I'm going to say he's Muslim. I feel, I feel pretty good about that. But he, um, yeah, so when he came to the thing, he came up there and literally, this is a true story. He was like, oh, can I, can I borrow a pen real quick? I was like, oh, gosh. I gave him my pen. He wrote down his stuff and gave it back to me. I was like, all right. Does he sound like T-Pain? Yes, he does. Like, you know, without a doubt, yeah, it's T-Pain. Absolutely. Like, he, I mean, he sounds like he talks and sings. I mean, he didn't sing for nobody. He was just like, okay, bitch, I'm here to have a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but they were very nice. Like, he didn't act like, oh, I'm a celebrity. Like he just was treat the me like. Thing in Tallahassee. Exactly. Like, he didn't act like that. He didn't have any ego whatsoever. His wife didn't have an ego. They pretty much just mostly stayed in their rooms. And of course, people were just like, oh, let's go up on the floor to see if we can see T Bay. I'm like, leave that <laughs> man alone. His wife just had a baby. Like, she, leave her alone. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I love a T Pain story. Did you ever, do you ever watch Tiny Desk on NPR? Uh, yeah. Okay, did you see the T-Pain one? I didn't. He sings I, everything like acoustic, yeah. chopped and screwed. Yeah, we're just two girls trying to get into an oversaturated market with actually, mics and other equipment oh, we've procured conveniently through Amazon Prime. And B&H photo, video and photo. Actually, did you know that there are only 750,000 podcasts versus there are about... It was like 5 million YouTube channels. 
There are. I, I fuck with YouTube. I did not used to. I do now. I love YouTube. I will get lost in YouTube land. Like, especially you talking about band builds, tiny homes. Um, yeah, I just love stuff like that. It's it's super, super amazing. Did you know that two thirds of the U.S. population, it's like 230 million people use Amazon, but there's only two million Amazon sellers? Really? Yeah, that's why everyone's like buying cheap shit and reselling it on Amazon and making a, a lot of money right now. Well, maybe we need to do that. We need to find something to buy. Yeah. Well, there's this one girl I follow on um um Instagram. She just got a YouTube, but I I follow her on Instagram. Her first name used to be like uh oh crap something about being fit, sick of being fit, fat or something like that. Whatever. Anyway, her name is Kim, Kim D eight fifty. Y'all go check her out. Kim D eight fifty. She's on Instagram. And Snapchat, and she does have a YouTube. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> this is why. We oh, YouTube. Wait, what were we talking about? It on any oh, she was. List. So she was talking about how she's gotten into like flipping pallets, and you can go on like eBay and buy these pallets of stuff like six thousand dollars worth of like Apple products for like five hundred dollars. You bid on it and stuff, and literally you can just sell this crap. And um, next, she was talking about getting into. I don't know if I want to say this on podcast, but anyway. Flipping like Darren, cut that. Yeah, cut what we're about. Darren, to say. yeah, cut what we're about. That's just residual income, baby. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I'm, I remember when I was your age, I was like, oh, listen, I'm gonna go to school, be an OBGYN, and I'm gonna retire at 45. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we need to pivot. I'm 36. I'm just looking for a sugar daddy who don't want no sugar. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's that's my only goal. I mean, I want a husband too, but <laughs> I'll go to the I'll cash go to, flowing. Exactly. I'll go to the movies with my sugar daddy, and then come on to my husband. <laughs> That's it. You remember when we could go to the movies? I know. It's a great time. I actually, okay, here's the thing. I actually don't like going to the movies because as people may not know, I am an introvert. Even though I have extroverted tendencies, I am really an introvert and I don't like people like at all. I really don't. Taurus. And I am. <laughs> it's bad. And I would literally like, um, sorry. Building houses in the sorry. back. I'm literally like throwing boxes because my foot is going numb. So I'm trying to like stretch my fat butt out. Um, but yeah, I really don't like going to the movies because people just, especially like when a movie first comes out, like that first night, everybody's just super loud for no reason and just like making noise. And it's just like, shut up. I just want to enjoy the movie. Don't talk back to it. Yeah, no, you got to go at random times. When I was in grad school, I lived across from a movie theater yeah. that had leather recliner seats. Ooh, fancy. And I had that movie pass thing that was hot for like, a couple months, maybe a year, where you would just pay a membership fee every month and you could like see an unlimited amount of movies. Really? It was like a credit card and you would just use it to buy tickets and stuff. Mm. But I would like go to class, work out, study for a little bit, and then go see a movie in the middle of the day. Then That's how you know you're a college student. I know. I had nothing else to do. Because I used to do the same thing. I was going in the middle of the day. Oh, I need my feet done. Yeah. I miss being in college sometimes. Yeah. Good time. I miss the. Should I go back to school? Oh God, no. Well, for you, yeah, because you're 26, so you have time. Yeah. When did you go get your MBA? I got my MBA. I started it in 2016, and I finished in 2018. So yeah, I. How old was I in 2016? I graduated college four years ago. 32. So 32, I went back for my MBA. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Only because I just want to take a year off, just because. I was being lazy 
and I was really procrastinating because I, I was really debating. Honestly, when I finished PT school, I literally was debating to go like going back to, or going to med school because there was this um, DPT to MD program what? that they have in California. That's dope. Well, not in California. It's actually in it's in some part of Texas. I can't remember. God dang it. But anyway, California, it, Texas. No, not California. No, you, you, Never so you go to the school and they pay, literally they will pay for you to go to school, to med school. And it's a two year program from DBT to MD. But as a part of it, you have to sign a two year contract to work or five year contract. I'm sorry, in California, because apparently California has like limited amount of, um, family, family medicine physicians. And I was like, I'm going to go to med school. Even if it was for free, I'm not going for no born ass Family medicine. medicine. No disrespect to any family medicine physicians, but it's boring it to me. a special person. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely do, like, internal medicine, critical care. I don't know that I would want to do, like, you know, pulmonology. Like, I love, like, the company. Uh, I don't know if we can say their names, but you know who the physicians are who wear black in our hospital. Um, <laughs> that only care about the lungs. Pretty much. They only care about the lungs. I um, was like, yeah, they can't breathe. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't care about, they, they care about the heart and the lungs. They could care less about the brain. So uh -oh. if your brain dead, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, they'll, still get, they'll still send us in there. Go ahead and get them up. Absolutely. Around. Yeah. They, they, they spoke to me today. They, they, grabbed my, they grabbed my hand. Like, yeah, they were responsive. They're following commands. They're responsive <laughs> and following commands. I asked them to squeeze and their fingers closed a little bit. Right. Like, That's like, a baby does that. Exactly. you're in a baby's hand. It's a primitive reflex. But um, I would definitely do like internal medicine or something like that. But um, yeah, family medicine is just boring. I, I would not do family medicine. I would be a holistic doctor. That's you know just so cool. Do you know they kill holistic doctors? Kill them? Mm-hmm. The government. What have you been watching? So everybody knows Dr. Sebi, right? S-E-B-I. Oh, this is where you're getting your information from. Well, listen, first of all, he is an amazing man, was an amazing man. Um, even though there's some controversy about his family, like his daughter's like selling his stuff and it, they, he really didn't approve it or something like that. There's a bunch of controversy. Anywho, Black Lives Matter. So he, um, Look that. there's a lot of different holistic doctors that have actually gone missing. Like it, there's a, there's an article that I read or was it a documentary I saw? I can't remember, but it was some information that I saw that literally there's a lot of holistic doctors who, when they start to cure cancer and AIDS and stuff like that, stuff like illnesses and diseases that are, you know, that big pharma uh -huh, loves uh -huh. to control. And as soon as people find out about it, they just, Oh, they disappeared. Epidemiologists like as well. to see them try. To kill you? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a good run. You're our first and final podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. No, I, like, I don't know if you know my mom. She's a breast cancer survivor. And this year will be 10 years, actually, in September. Wow, congratulations. She'll be a 10 year breast cancer survivor. And um, yeah, she. I used to go, I remember literally when I was in, this was the year before I went into PT school. And I would drive six hours from Tallahassee to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, every Friday for my mom's chemo. Like she went through eight weeks at first with one physician. We hated this guy. He was such an ass. And anyway, <laughs> we ended up leaving his practice. But literally she would sit there for like four hours getting her infusions. And there were other people that were just sitting there. And we were just like, okay, just looking around. Yeah, but you, know, you could make just that like. Looking around. <laughs> And it was like so weird. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was like an interactive space or like yeah. that was you had chemo with the same group every mm -hmm. week and you guys could talk. There would be like a therapist to lead it. You guys could do, you know, all mm -hmm. different kinds of things. So I feel like it sucks and it's so shitty and like there's never 
a place where you can get resources for the patient, their family, their kids. Yeah, everybody. that's true. That's very true. It's like a one-stop shop. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think you should. I think you should like really market that. Thank you. That's my ultimate dream. Darren, cut this out so we can get this uh, copyright. <laughs> hey Darren, I'm copyright. trying to get paid, so yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get this copyright, and then we can come on back to it. <laughs> exactly. We'll branch out. Yeah, exactly. We'll be big in Austin and California. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Totally. The whites are. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Well, the thing is, you're half white, so you have that. You have that privilege. I do. Yeah. I can. I uh, dance on the line. Yeah, as the kids say. So, for those that don't know, Alyssa is biracial. Her mom is white. Mm-hmm. Her dad's black. She she looks black. Okay, so when she gets, she will get pulled over. Yeah, here in San Antonio. I don't want to hear any of that. All right. Yeah. I look just like I'm. I'm just like everybody else. Let me ask you this question. So, when you like fill out an application. What do you check on your box, black or white or other? So I used to check other all the time. Mm-hmm. Then I took the SAT. Actually, no, then I took the PSAT. <laughs> and they were like, have you ever heard of the African-American Merit Scholars? Is that what it's called? Yeah. National Merit Scholars? Yeah. They're like, if you're black, you have to score lower to receive the National Merit Scholar. Really? I've never been blacker than I was my senior year of high school. <laughs> I was like, black, 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 black. Everything I was black, I was almost freaking Pacific Islander if I had I'm to black be. Black, 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 Exactly. Still did not receive <laughs> National Merit Scholar. But I got into UT, I got in everything, and they were like, oh, perfect, she's black. But she's black. <laughs> so even now, you still put black on everything? Now I'll check black and white. Yeah. I'll definitely check, I check black mostly. Does your, does your mom have any issue with you checking black and not checking white? She was the had... one who was telling me, she's like, you are black now. <laughs> and here's the point. Because she was in charge of, like, uh, she ran the AVID program at her high school that I mm-hmm. guess I won't mention. But it's, like, college readiness and, like, first-generation mm-hmm. college students. And they want them to – they go to a bunch of colleges and tour them. And they yeah. do the essays and all that shit. And she was like, you are black. Make sure you're checking the black box. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Oh my god, that's so funny. So no, she has no problem. Yeah, because my grandmother actually is biracial. Like my, her father was white, her mother was black, and which was crazy because my grandmother was born in 1924. Um, this is the same grandmother who stole the cheese balls from my sister at the top of the refrigerator with one leg. But anyway, that's for another episode. <laughs> Tune in next week for that story. Exactly. <laughs> my sister and I still tease my other sister about that. Like it was so funny. I was like, this lady had one leg. And she literally, like, my, we went to take a nap. I know this is, like, totally sidebar, but, yeah, we went to take a nap. My grandmother put all of our snacks on top of the refrigerator so my grandmother wouldn't get it because she was a diabetic and she loved sweets. We literally woke up from our nap. Our grandmother gave us all of our snacks. She pulled down that old-school tin can of cheese balls. People who were born in the 80s, you know about that, Chester's cheese balls. The whole thing was empty. My great-grandmother had eaten all of my sister's cheese balls and she just cried she was like (laughs) there's nothing worse than all you want is one thing and it's freaking gone you knew it was there seriously you had your whole mouth set for it back in that day my grandmother was not gonna go back to the store buy you some cheese balls she was like well you can have some oatmeal pies if you want (laughs) that's why you love oatmeal pies (laughs) love oatmeal pies it's like the oldest snack but it's so good i love oatmeal pies they're they're really good (laughs) That is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. But yeah, that's cool. Okay, so speaking of rumor reports, what do you think about Kanye West running for president? Listen, I have a very controversial and unpopular opinion about Kanye, my okay. fellow Gemini, because I, hear I know what it's like to know that you're smarter than everyone and cooler than everyone. 
<laughs> but it just doesn't come across. You're very humble about that. And I think that's what he's dealing with. Really? I think he has some very controversial ideas and opinions that are sometimes not unfounded, but they're just like, you wouldn't say it because you need to just like, I don't know, research it and have a strong basis for it. Yeah. He just goes to Twitter fingers and is like, la, 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 la. I'm Kanye. Slavery was a choice. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know why everyone's so pissed off. I'm just trying to, and he just like, lo- he loves being controversial and he loves having all these crazy ideas and he loves mm-hmm. stirring the pot and he, I don't know. That's Can I tell you my opinion about him? Yeah. I think he's really stupid. Like, no, like, I I think he's, everybody says, I think a lot of times people give the hype of, oh my God, he's a genius. He's not a genius. Let's be very clear. He is a genius at what he does musically Mm -hmm. because he has an ear and he has a niche for something as a producer. And I respect him in that realm. I just think he does not know how to organize what the hell he has in his brain. It's like there are a bunch of roaches just running around in his kid's brain and he just can't stop them all to say, hey, kids, <laughs> sit down in your desks. You know how your teacher used to say, if you can hear the sound of my voice, clap once. You know, like I just think that he just, I think ever since his mom died, his brain just triggered something. Because yeah. even if you listen back to his, his first album, College Dropout, I actually purchased great that album. album. Yeah, I did not even album. burn it because, you know, we used to burn CDs. Back I do. Um, allegedly, the statutes of limitations up on that. Anyway, but literally I bought his album and just the, the just the lyrical content of what he was saying made so much sense. Like you literally could tell he had a mama at the time. Like he had some kind of guidance. Yeah. And I feel like ever since his mom died, something has, there's a f- switch that has flipped on that is just straight crazy. Like, well, I think his mom was one who kept him not accountable, but he didn't want to do anything crazy because of his Yeah, mama. that's true. And I think his influence too, like with the Kardashians, I just feel like that whole family is cursed. Like I could care less Probably. what anybody thinks. I just think they're, they're I do love him and Kim. I do. Mm. Let me tell you why. I liked her and Reggie Bush together. I was just, that was fun. That was a, you know what? That was a fun time. It was in the, in the world. She, in just, history. Seemed, she just seemed really more wholesome when she was with Reggie Bush. And she seemed like she was genuinely in love. And I was like, what happened? Like having that much money makes people crazy, I think. Very and true. he had so much to prove when he was younger mm-hmm. and everyone was telling him no, but he believed in himself and knew he was great. And eventually yeah. the world caught up. And I think he's still thinking like the world's just not onto it yet. It's just mm-hmm. like how it was before. I just got to keep pushing these ideas and pushing yeah. who I am and then they'll catch on to it. I just think the the key for Kanye West is that you just need better PR. I don't know who your PR person is or if you even have one, but at this level in the game and how many mistakes you have made, you need to, you, Kanye West, I will be your PR person. And I will just tell you, shut the hell up. (laughs) Like, you don't have to say everything you think. Like, you just, you really don't. Big mood. That's what it is. You just don't have to, these, some of the stuff that he says, it's like, this is a conversation that you have with some of your friends. And that is it. Like with the whole thing about this week, uh, yesterday, actually, I think what happened, this one football player, I don't even know who this kid's name is. His name is Kyle Kiro. And so basically he made a comment about Jill Scott and somebody said, I think it was Tory Lanes that, um, Love Tory Lanes. He, he basically said that, what did he say? He said, people are attracted to Jill Scott, like question mark, exclamation point. And he was like, um, so it's an energy thing. Got it. As if 
she's not she's not attractive. attractive i'm like jill scott is a beautiful woman like she is an attractive singer mm -hmm. not, not even just a singer. tory lanes is five nothing has a grill and just sings no no, no. tory lanes didn't say it he he vouched and said oh the the football player the football player I was the one that said all that. back tory lanes i think you're a very attractive <laughs> man i love chicks tapes five or three whatever that was that was everyone is a banger every single one but tory lane said you can't trust a nigga that don't find jill scott attractive and then k michelle said jill scott is literally one of the sexiest singers of my time i hate dead brain jocks and so then he basically said he tried to you know retract his statement and was just like i tried to ex oh dang it i just lost it oh i tried to explain my tweet after realizing how poorly it was worded and conveyed i didn't grow up on jill scott so it was news to me that she was a sex symbol and i just tweeted stupidly it was my it was best to just delete it and take my l i don't care if you didn't grow up with jill scott she's a beautiful woman yeah like who cares if you i didn't grow up with freaking farrah fawcett but i think she was a gorgeous woman mm -hmm. i was is she still no farrah fawcett, fawcett died right or she died oh farrah I'm fawcett is from corpus christi texas did you know that really but she died right didn't she die of cancer i don't know this is we probably need somebody farrah 10 years fawcett alive you're asking siri on the podcast farrah fawcett was born february 2nd 1947 yeah. and died june 25th 2009 she was a beautiful woman yeah she's from texas like she's not in my age group or like you know i just know she was one of the charlie's angels but mm -hmm. she was a beautiful woman so she doesn't have to, i don't have to know you from my i didn't have to grow up with you to know you're an attractive woman the i mean the problem look at, with people now is that twitter gave us all this false belief that we all have very important opinions and everyone wants to hear them and they deserve to be shared very true um and some things are just meant for the group chat with the homies very true as they would say oh it's just locker room talk yeah i know i hate that locker room talk like when Oh, grab him by the pussy. Oh, it's just locker room talk. Yeah, <laughs> what? Sexual harassment and rape fantasy is what uh, locker right. room talk right. And is. rape culture at its finest. Farts. Yeah, it's crazy. But I was saying that to say about, where, where were we going with that? Didn't um, tell you. Yeah, I don't know where we were talking about that. We need someone to reel us in. I know. We need to stay on stay on topic. Topics. This is why we need to write the stuff down. Yeah. And say these are the topics that we're going to mm -hmm. talk about, and then we just go off on them. Um, you asked me my opinion on coronavirus. I think we're all going to get it. I agree with you on that. I think this will not stop until we all get it. Yeah. I think every single person, unfortunately, is going to get coronavirus. It's just going to manifest in a different way for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it may not be, you may not be as critical with it, but I think this is like a new, like the new chicken pox. Yeah. Did you get chicken pox as a kid? Yes. Oh, you did? Wow. Yeah. You know, you hear, you don't hear about kids getting chicken pox anymore. That's very true. Why is it eradicated? Ooh, See, the rev revolution would not be television. It's not a vaccine. We had a vaccine for it too. We still got it. Here's the thing. Also, anti-vaxxers, not about you. Please stay off my podcast. Um, you don't like, you, you want to vaccinate your kids or you don't? I do. I don't believe in vaccines. Here's why. I'm kidding. I do believe in vaccines. Because I worked in, I did pediatric outpatient for yeah. a rotation. And I had a patient who had uh, congenital rubella because her mm. mother was not vaccinated. Wow. This child had no chance at ever having any kind of quality of life yeah. she just stemmed off of everything she mm -hmm. was blind she was mute she was mm -hmm. deaf couldn't keep her sensor her processor like it's just a horrible situation yeah and even i don't think vaccines cause autism at all i think if it if anything it like it expresses something that was already there yeah in popular opinion but i'm just like it's a lot easier to live a life with autism than all the shit that comes out of not being vaccinated. Yeah. That's my opinion on that. I think, I do think that some vaccines do cause autism. And I do kind of agree to that maybe it does, the way that they dose them and the, the, the amount that they give at one time 
may spark it more if it, if it was already there. Because to be honest with you, my generation, I don't think I know anybody who had autism growing up. Like in elementary school, like we had children who were in the um, special education mm-hmm. classes, but it was mostly like um, children with Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or multiple sclerosis, but it was more so CP and Down syndrome. But do you think that people just didn't diagnose autism like they do now? Could be. I, I, that's a possibility, but I just don't think I saw as a kid, and this is just on my spectrum, um, and maybe too because I've gone to black schools <laughs> from like <laughs> elementary to, you know, college, and you just had like a speckle of, you know, other <laughs> that was there. But w- I didn't see kids who like suffer from like Asperger's or even – you know, demonstrated uh, signs or symptoms of like Asperger's or even autism. Like you have people who were quiet, but they were quiet because they didn't know you. It wasn't because they had autism or anything like that. Yeah. Like it wasn't like how prevalent as it is now. And that basically this whole spectrum. And then too, there was like, um, you know, articles where basically like the father of autism basically even said that um, the, the rules and regulations that he made up about autism were actually false and um, now I do believe autism is real. I, I definitely do agree with that. But I think that, you know, when people say, oh, yeah, I'm autistic, but I, it sounds like I said artistic. I said autistic. <laughs> um, I'm autistic, but I'm, but I'm very high functioning. It's like, bitch, you're not autistic. Stop trying to just yeah. get a check. Like but these pe- these kids who really have, you know, um, social issues and don't can't express themselves and you know, they are very smart because it's not about what's in their brain. It's mm-hmm. literally just about how they interact, how they the interact with the world, exactly how they see the world. I mean, even people who have like dyslexia, I mean, or do you put them on the same spectrum? Because they are brilliant just as well, just as in the same way, but they may just see things very different and how they interact, you know, in a classroom setting or whatever is very different. So, mm-hmm. but I do, I do believe that you should vaccinate your kids. I don't feel like your kid need to have, needs to have every vaccine. Um, I think like the regular, you know, rubella, measles, mumps, yeah. because measles had just made a comeback like two years ago. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I thought this stuff was, was eradicated. Gone, gone. Yeah. And then you had a breakout of measles in a school and you're like, where the hell measles come from? Get your ass back. I will say. So when I was in college, the group that I was in, shout out Texas Lassos, unless something canceled. Has Darren, you're cut, yeah, cut that in I don't know what they're doing <laughs> right now, so cut that. Darren, anyway. you got a lot of work to do, dude. <laughs> Put you to work. Uh, <laughs> I was working with this group in college, and we always volunteered with the Down Syndrome Association. Mm-hmm. And so it would be like all these big events, the families would come out, and you'd it would always be literally the whole time I was there, I always saw families with one child with mm-hmm. autism, like multiple siblings, really? or not autism, Down Syndrome. Oh, okay. Um, so it would be like, you know, either the middle child, one of the, whatever, one child. Mm -hmm. Then when I did my field work, it was, um, they took, oh, what is the military insurance called? TRICARE. TRICARE. They took TRICARE, so it's a bunch of military families. Yeah. I've never seen so many families with multiple children that had developmental disorders. But you know what my theory is on that, though? Hmm. So you know the military, and this is something, I I come from a heavy military family. So most of my uncles, um, I think all of my uncles were in the military. And the military, literally, they tell stories of how, you know, the military would just say, all right, everybody line up. You just line up and you get a shot. You don't know what you're getting a shot for. And then you're having kids and, you know, you have a, a, you could have a high prevalence of these things happening because you don't know what the government's sticking in you. So that's why I do think there has to be something that, like, specific to the military that Mm -hmm. they're vaccinating people with that is causing some kind of genetic defect. Like, 
And it wouldn't even be like multiple kids with autism or multiple. Mm. It would be like one of the kids has Down syndrome, one of the kids has CP, one yeah. of the kids. And I'm just like, this is insane. Yeah. So. And then that's probably why you have too, like a, a higher prevalence of like divorce with, um, with parents military who have, families. well, not even just military, but just oh, even families with parents with children with disabilities. Like it's hard because that child, I mean, how it's hard to even parent another child who doesn't have any disabilities because yeah. you have to turn all of your attention to the one child with a disability. And you know, that chi- the, the other kids don't have the maturity level to understand that they need, it's not that you're, they're favor favoring, uh, favoring the other child, but it's just, this one can't speak or they can't interact or they can't do for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, um, it's frustrating. And then the, as a parent, you can't even focus on your spouse cause you're giving a hundred percent of yourself to your child and you yeah. can even give to yourself at that point. So, um, that's even like the divorce rate between like multiples, like parents of multiples. Yeah. It's stressful. You got too many damn damn kids. That's like, I always would think to myself, I, people don't have that conversation before they get married, but what like that is the one conversation I would have. Like, what would we do if our child had a cognitive developmental yeah. defect, something, you know, mm-hmm. like, what would you do? What is your, what is, what do you think about these kinds of things? How would you, well, what them? do you, how, what do you think about it? What's your opinion about it? I mean, you just got to do what you got to do for your kid. I don't know. I feel like there's so much stuff now. To help, like there's more recognition for things. People are more open to trying different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you just get, try to give them as normal a life as you can and just give them everything you can. There was a lot of cool research about stem cells in kids with autism that yeah. I read. They're doing it in Europe mm-hmm. and it's because autism's like tangles in your brains, right? Mm-hmm. Like your neurons and stuff. Yeah. And so they're giving them stem cells and it's basically untangling. Mm. The tangles. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But then, like, sometimes autism is cool. It really is. When you see these kids who or people who, I mean, they, they're artists and they paint and or just. Like, just, your brain works like no one else's in this world. It really does. It's like a, like a super cool computer. And no one else in the world can figure it out. And so that's why people are like, oh, you're on a spectrum. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, the spectrum is real. That's it's not, just because you know. the American education system is not geared towards these children and they don't no. fit in and they have a lot of them have behavior issues and things that we don't know how to address. And well, so everything is just so deal. standardized. You want everybody to be the same exact thing, but then you're, oh, they want you to be so creative. Mm-hmm. Well, then stop making these dumbass standardized <laughs> tests. Yep. Like, that. like literally when I, when I was in school, like, I don't know, again, I'm from Florida, so I know y'all have different tests here in Texas. In Florida, we had, we didn't take any tests to like go from third to fourth grade or from eighth to ninth. We didn't have no crap like that. You literally, we, we were the generation, people who were born in 1984 in the state of Florida, we were the gener- we were the, the group of kids who basically guinea pig the FCAT, which is the Florida competency, mm-hmm. something, something academic test, whatever. It's the stupid ass FCAT. I hate that goddamn test. Anyway, so from ninth Shouts grade. Out Florida. Oh my God, the educational system. <sighs> Horrible. I love my state. Well, actually, I like it. Anyway, <laughs> I liked it when I lived there, but literally we, from ninth grade, they would make an announcement and be like, all ninth graders, please report to the auditorium. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? We would get to the auditorium and be like, hey, you're going to take the FCAT today. What? <laughs> you're not even going to prepare us for this stuff? Like, what the heck? And then we would take the test. We never knew our results. Then the next year, as 10th graders, all 10th graders, please report to the auditorium. All right, you're going to take a test. (laughs) We literally did that for like two years in a row. And then your 11th grade year, they were like, there's still this test called the HSCT. So all Floridians who know about the HSCT, it was like the high school competency test. And they were switching from that to the FCAT. So the class of 2002, which is when I graduated high school, 
um, we were the last class to be able to skid by taking the HSCT. Um. And the HSCT was much easier than the FCAT. And all you had to get, I think, was like a, was it a 600 or a 700? I think it was like a 700 you had to get on it. And we took the FCAT, and they were like, okay, if you pass the FCAT, then you're good. You graduate. So I remember I took the HSCT, and I passed the reading part because I always did better in reading and writing because mm-hmm. I'm very articulate, and that's not just like a you know pat on my shoulder, but I am. I'm always very good at writing and reading. She speak good. <laughs> she read okay, too. I'm as smart. I'm as kind. <laughs> I'm as important. And so um, I failed the HSCT, the math part, by like three points. I got like a six, no, I got a 693 at first, and then I had like a 697 because I took it a second time. And I remember me, <laughs> me and my best friend, Larissa, and uh, one of our other friends, uh, her name is Shakisha. <laughs> Sharkisha? <laughs> Not Sharkisha. Sharkisha, no. Her name was Shakisha. That's a throwback for all my, uh, <laughs> my millennial friends. <laughs> So she, uh, well, I know about Sharkisha because she bust the crap out of that girl. But no, her <laughs> name was Sharkisha, no R. And um, we, I remember we studied for the HSCT. And we were just like, Lord, please, let us just pass. And we just trying to graduate. Literally, I passed that test by two points. I was like, I'm in there. And that's all I cared about. Oh that is all gosh. I cared about. But I think it's sad that, like, you literally go through all these years of school to come out at the very end and somebody tells you, well, I thank you for all the work you've done, but you're just going to get a certificate of completion. Yeah. Thank like, you for your, what? Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. That's so disrespectful. Like, and my thing is half the people who even created this test can't even pass it if they tried. Half the teachers can't even pass it. Yeah. That's how my brother, I liked school because I'm a Gemini and I'm good at it. So Gemini's like school. Yeah. They're curious. Usually most of them. Well, I was curious about school and I liked doing well and I was good at standardized tests. So like but aren't you guys indecisive because you have two sides? We are indecisive, so I had to get good at picking A, B, or C. But <laughs> I <hate laughs> but I liked doing well in school. I didn't yeah. get it. My brother, my brother's way smarter at things than I am. Yeah, cannot pass a standardized test. That's awful. And I'm like, but you, if you would just talk to him and we're like, what did you learn? What's going mm. on? Well, he'd be fine. But, but maybe it's just test anxiety, though, because a lot of people yeah, have test do. anxiety. We're both heavily medicated. That could be it. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, school could be so much different. It really could, because even when I was in, like, I remember when I was studying for my board exam for PT school, I knew that I had issues taking tests. And so when I would go to my professors and I'm like, listen, I understand this information in front of me, but for some reason, when you put it on this piece of paper, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know Uh why. Literally, I went to this one professor who was an adjunct and he was actually the director of health sciences for Nova Southeastern University. And... His name was Dr. Williams. Shouts out to Dr. Williams. He's still there. Anyway, and so he literally gave me, like, a sample of, like, 20 questions. And he said, I want you to take this little 20-question test, come back to me next week, and we're going to go over what you got wrong. So he was like, don't look for the answers. Just take it, come back to me. I came back to him the next week, and he said, okay, why did you get this question wrong? What made, what in your brain made you think this was the correct answer? And when I explained it to him, he's like, oh, now I see what your problem is. He said, Monica, you are adding stuff into the question that's not there. So he gave Uh. me this example. He said, Billy went to the store and came back with some Skittles. He was like, now what does that tell you? I was like, he bought some Skittles. Monica, I didn't say he bought Skittles. I said he came out of the store Uh. with Skittles. He could have stole them. He could have had somebody else buy them. Or he could have bought them. Or he could have found them on the floor. You don't know. Take the question for face value. And read the the last part of the question first 
and th- to ask what the question, the and actual question actually is. Yeah, and to actually answer, asking you and then go back because you are adding stuff into the question that's not there. And he was like, you keep living in this great area of possibility and you have to take that out. As soon as I did that, like even on my uh, practice tests and stuff, it was so much easier to be able to answer those questions because I was like, I took it for face value. And I, I think that was one of the reasons why I passed my boards the first time that I took it uh-huh. versus there were some other people who went to school with me who took it the first time they failed it or took took it multiple times. There, there are still go. some people who still haven't passed it, but it's because if you don't, you can have all the knowledge in your brain. If you don't know how to answer questions, it's always going to hinder you uh-huh. always. That's why I make the comments of when people say, when I ask you a question and I'm like, Hey, what did you eat today? Well, you know, I went and I did, that's not what I asked you. It's not <laughs> what I asked you. And I will interrupt you. That is not what I asked you. Yep. She has done that to me. Multiple yeah. I times. do it all the time. It's bad. Yeah, and if that doesn't work, just get on beta blockers like I did. Do you need me to turn this down for you? No, I just can't hear out of this ear. Oh, it's because my beats. Yeah. beats, Patrick. I failed every practical in school until I got on beta blockers. Really? Yeah, I would just get so Why are you on a beta blocker? You have heart issues? No, I needed to calm down. My anxiety would get so bad before I took a practical. Oh, so you need to bring your heart rate down. I would always test the wrong thing or like practicals just tripped me out because it's real life and all that stuff. Yeah, and you see yourself failing in real time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you can watch people's reactions as you're doing the wrong thing, and after that, you're just like, shit, 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 shit. It's shit, like shit, Silent shit. Library. Like when I was in PG school, we would like have the cadavers laying there, and they would be pinned, and then you write down something, and then you kind of look over at your neighbor, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what you got? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, yep, I'm failing. I'm just yep. Gonna... <laughs> oh, I hated that. <laughs> you just go along with like i'm just gonna write whatever comes to my mind down i'm not even gonna try anymore i'm defeated yeah i passed ot school by the skin of my teeth really uh, yeah college too i barely yeah. i had a two four when i graduated undergrad i think when i graduated undergrad i think i had a two six but i never tried because undergrad was easy and it was too easy that i didn't try mm. like it, because again i have a bachelor's degree in health science what can I do with health science? <laughs> it's like mine, human development and family science. Thank you. It's like the stupidest degree. And it was des- for my school it was designed for you to go straight into either PT or OT school. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so it was like a bridge program, not a bridge program, but like a bridge for you. Like if you wanted to go into PT or OT, you were automatic shoe in if you had a health science degree. And I literally, my, my, when I first started college, I was a biology major. Mm. I got to biochem, kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Organic chem too. The first, when I saw the syllabus, I was like, <laughs> this ain't what Jesus called me to do. This, this is not the will Jesus of God called my me life. to have fun in college. Listen, right? And you can, cannot do that if you're a med student. And I went to HBCU. Oh, no. Mm-mm. And then the thing is, too, you know, most sciences, and everybody knows this is true, so this is not me being discriminatory against a group of people. Most science classes. Everyone knows this to be true, so <laughs> don't come for me in the comments. Exactly. So most of the science teachers, like the upper science level classes, you, your teachers are people who are not who have thick accents from wherever they may be Mm -hmm. from and it can be very difficult like my physics teacher accents make you smarter they do they really do because and and to be honest with you other countries are way more developed in math skills than the united states are like we we come out of the womb using a calculator Mm -hmm. whereas like take for example jamaicans if you go to jamaica right now they don't have no calculators you know Calculators? Whoa. Wow. What do they have over there? Calculators. Was that an accent? That was something. I don't know what that was. They don't have no calculators. Right. <laughs> Holy moly donut shop. So yeah, they, <laughs> they, they don't use calculators. 
they use what's called an abacus. Like you ever, you ever heard of an uh, abacus? Like the beads and the dowels? Yes. What the fuck? That's literally how they learn math. And other countries are way more developed at math than the United States are. And even with with science and stuff, like, you know, th there's a lot of rules and regulations. Like, the UK is always adva more advanced. France is always more advanced in medicine than the United States are. Yeah, let's talk about the metric system. What's the metric system? Exactly. Exactly. You can go now. Pounds Carry versus on. kilos. and Yeah, but if the whole world is using a system and we're not. Because we, we want to do what's easy for us. I know. Like, even even with degrees in, like, uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius. Like, people are like, I, I was watching this uh, YouTube, actually, earlier today. This um, couple that I follow, they're van lifers, uh, Eamon and Beck. Shouts out to Eamon and Beck. Anyway, um, they literally live in Canada. And she's like, oh, my God, it is so hot in Canada. It's unusually hot. It's 34 degrees Celsius. And I'm like. Times 34 times plus. two plus two. No, that's pounds. <laughs> so just like, what is that in degrees? I literally I had know. to just say, hey, Siri, what's 34 degrees Celsius? But I mean, the United States, we are just so unfortunately spoiled where we just like, you know what? We just want to do it our way because we've been doing it this way the whole time. Yeah. So it's our easy way. for us. Our way or the high. Have you seen those, those TikToks? No. And she's like, and if you're going to call me a bitch, you better put bad in front of it. My way. My way or the hot? No, okay, scratch that. Darren, cut it. <laughs> You're definitely by yourself on that one. <laughs> yeah, I started. I'm really into uh, race car driving right now. Formula One. You know anything about it? Race car driving. You yes. want to be a race car driver? I could never, but I'm super oh. into it right now. <laughs> I was gonna say you gonna get a speeding ticket. You better cut that out. <laughs> I know. So there's this show. Do you know what Formula One is? No. So Formula One is like NASCAR, but older, European, cooler. Okay. faster like the formula one track like it's like a nine month season is it like gumbo or is it gumbo or what, what's the thing with eve's husband what the fuck not like the name? actual food gumbo gumball what is it gumball where where eve's husband the billionaire he like they they drive around in europe for like days or something in some kind of competition no so that's one of them it's oh, not okay. this one but this is one is like gumball? i don't know what the fuck that's talking about i think it's gumball it's something um, the tracks are super old. So like it's each race is in a different country. The tracks yeah. are super old. So it's like through the town. Oh wow. So like they block off the streets and stuff, but <coughs> Darren, can you uh, block out that sneeze? Yeah. Thanks. So I started watching, <laughs> there's a the new series on Netflix where they follow all the drivers throughout mm -hmm. a season. All these drivers yeah. are like super attractive European men. Mm -hmm. All of them speak their home language plus English. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm just like, everything in Europe is so much cooler than here. But it I is. never know what they're talking about because they're always like degrees Celsius. They just don't have air kilos. conditioners. They don't have AC. That's a tough one. Yeah, I can't, I can't move there. But uh, it's called Drive to Survive Formula One on mm. Netflix. Highly yeah, recommend. It it's super into I was never into race car driving. The reason I got into it is because I watched this GQ YouTube video. Oh. And there was this hot race car driver. And it was like, basically, they were showing racing scenes from a movie. Yeah. And he was supposed to say like how realistic it was. Oh, okay. I was like, he knows a lot. <laughs> Let me just tune into this whole entire watching. Netflix series that he's on. <laughs> five episode, five seasons into it. <laughs> and so I got hooked and then I got my mom into it. So then we started watching the race the oh, racing. That's cool. Yeah. They go super fast. Yeah. And then they like, it's like Mercedes is the number one team Ferrari and they put all millions of dollars into these cars. Wow. And then the engine stop. So like, what do you win? You, do you win money or something or what? So I'm just bragging rights. They're all super, they're like millionaires cause there's so mm. much money in formula one and they yeah. get all these brand sponsorships and stuff. But mm -hmm. each race you win, it's a point system. First winner gets 25 points and it kind of dwindles from there. Mm -hmm. There's like 20 races or something. Mm. Um, 
I don't know necessarily that but you they, win money. Maybe just bragging rights. Like, I whooped your butt, dude. Yeah, you may win money, but they're all loaded. Do you yeah. know who Lewis Hamilton is? Never heard it's of a him. little black guy from Europe. He's like the number one racer. He races for Mercedes. Never heard of him. Doesn't matter. He's only popular in certain circles that I would know about because I'm into Formula One. <laughs> Good so. for you. Good for you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that I could. Uh, yeah, Europe is. I think they they definitely are um, more advanced in a lot of different things. Um, even with stem cells, even too, just going back mm-hmm. to what we we're talking about with regard to autism, um, you know, they're um, they are more advanced with stem cell research, whereas the United States is just like, oh, we don't really want to do a whole lot of stuff. With, oh, it's it's a life. Here's 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 the hypocrisy, okay? And I'm I'm gonna be a little bit like Amanda Seals. Shouts out to Amanda Seals. I do love Amanda Seals. Listen, she just she gives me life every single time. I love her. I'm gonna be Amanda Seals for a second. The hypocrisy of stem cells when literally the father, quote unquote, and I'm saying with all sarcasm, of gynecology used to practice his procedures on African-American women without anesthesia. What, where's the life in that? Freaking bastard. Oh, but you have monuments. Oh, he created the speculum. How did he do it? That's insane. Yeah. Literally, the, fa- the father of gynecology literally tested all of his procedures because he's you know he said black people don't feel pain yeah because we're numb to all the freaking we're robots we're robots we all remember tuskegee oh my god listen this is what my dad shout out to my dad um who's in heaven he does not like he never i never saw my dad go to the doctor until like he got sick like he was, oh, y'all ain't gonna Tuskegee me. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what my dad used to say all the time. He's not, not wrong. You're not gonna Tuskegee me. They just, they just want to play in my brain. Do all this. You ain't gonna Tuskegee me. <laughs> I know what they did in Tuskegee. <laughs> That's, That's how my dad used to talk. <laughs> literally, I mean, if you got this Georgia man, the backwoods of Georgia, 1942. Oh no, you're not gonna. No, 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 no. He don't believe in none of that at all. But I, I mean, literally, you're just like, oh, we're gonna give away free health care. Come on and get your free syphilis. <laughs> And we're just going to see what you're going to do. <laughs> Who raised you animals? Oh, it just pisses me off every time. So speaking of healthcare, mm-hmm. so both Alyssa and I are in the healthcare field. We are both um, therapists. I am a physical therapist. She is an occupational therapist. If you don't know what it is, don't worry. No one else does either. Nobody knows what occupational therapy is. Not a no one. Oh, you know what? I occupational barely therapy, know what I am. Occupational therapy, they give, they bathe people and they wash people's hair. I'm going to throw something at you from across <laughs> the freaking room. And they get, they have a master's degree in washing hair and bathing. That's what half the hospital thinks. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Literally, you have two therapists that walk in. Oh, you're for PT? Yes, you get a two for one deal. Yes, you're going to get two PTs today. <laughs> what kind of stupid question God. is that? You got a big OT on your badge and they're, oh, you PT? Uh, yes. Shout out to all my occupational therapists. You know the struggle. Yes, occupational therapy is such a great, great uh, career and field to go into because the reality is, as a physical therapist, all I care about is if you can walk and do gross motor skills. I don't care if you're walking around naked. I don't. I don't care she if you sure can feed yourself. That. I don't care if you have cognition. It's not, that's not my job to worry yeah, about. Everyone's. That. Uh, you tell. You ask any patient, what's the first thing you want to do? I want to get up and walk. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you don't want to wipe your ass, bathe yourself, Brush get your yourself dressed. You like to fish before, right? Won't be doing that anymore. Exactly. You like eating? All right. Well, guess we'll get a tube down your throat because you don't care about feeding yourself. You can't even button your buttons on your shirt, but you can walk. You oh, like that's those good. hands, big boy. That's all me. Exactly. I'm gonna get your hands working again. Exactly. It's crazy just the, the disparity between the two disciplines when we're so important. Um, 
Nobody ever asks, oh, they never ask a speech therapist, are you OT? Are you PT? Yeah. Speech therapists are like, I feel like they are in a higher regard than PTs, honestly. Because everyone wants to eat. That's very true. And every patient will cooperate because they're like, oh, you're the lady that's going to let me eat? Because <laughs> all the nurses say, therapy. well, we can't clear you just to eat until the speech therapist comes they're by. Just like, are you speech? No, I'm PT. <laughs> Like, oh, oh I, you're gonna make me get up. I need to see the speech therapist first before I see you. I haven't had anything in 24 hours, and I'm dying. No, you're not. You're. I faster. am not getting out of this bed until I get some food in me. I'm like, oh. Here's a cracker. <laughs> I'll do a bedside <laughs> swallow. <laughs> I was telling my family today we were talking about COVID and ECMO. Mm -hmm. and my cousin was like, "What's ECMO?" And I was like, "They stick these garden hoses in your <laughs> groin. It sucks your blood out, oxygenates it, takes CO2 out, spins it right back, shoves <laughs> it into you, and then as you're laying there, I come in and I say, "All right, let's get up." Yeah. Let's move around a little bit. Let's stand and walk on ECMO. Woo! But you know what's crazy is I was having a conversation with um, one of our coworkers who I will not name because I don't know if they want to be a part of this podcast. Not a part of it, but like in it. Anyway. We and she never has a, let them be a part of it. She has a very peculiar name, so. Um, Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway. Um, we, we need were, like a dolphin. I know, right? To like, like beep out the name. And so Darren, just bleep out her name. So I was having this conversation and, and it was funny because um, that we were talking about how the CNN interview that our hospital just did, how they were making ECMO seem like this amazing intervention. Yes. And was just like, oh, we can just put you on ECMO. So we don't have survive. to ventilate you. Exactly. And then it's just like, uh, <laughs> I think do you, you know what happened? Do you know what ECMO looks like? Okay, not, not the machine. I'm not talking about the machine. What it does to a patient, the amount of blood thinners that you are on, the amount of cardiac drugs that you are on. Pressors. That pre the amount of pressors, which is basically poison to your body, but it's necessary to get your heart pumping, and how the side effects of that is necrotic fingers and toes, and you can you literally... You like those fingers and toes? Listen, mm. if you're on pressors, listen, you're on three or more pressors, you're going to get an amputation. The muscle wasting from all the sedation. The atrophy is trying ridiculous. Trying to get your lungs back because you probably will be still ventilated yeah, seriously unless you're lucky and then we're gonna come in and make you do pt and ot <laughs> we're gonna come in and see how far we can push you right. before we have to throw you back in the bed so your sads don't go too low we're like oh your toes and, and fingers are uh black well let's I, go walk on them i can't hear you there's a tube down your throat <laughs> could you speak a little louder I'm telling you, we are the, listen, for all my fellow PTs and OTs, we are the meanest people in the world. These people are literally laying in the bed on their backs on ventilators and crazy amounts of pain. And we come in with these manipulative smiles. Good morning. I'm here to do your PT and OT. You're in pain. You know what'll help that? Probably if you get up. <laughs> Get, we can sit on the edge of the bed. We'll see what happens. Right. And if it gets too bad, we'll put you back. We oh, won't put you back. We won't unless put you back. You're, unless your O2 sat goes to 50, I will not put you back in that bed. And then even too, if you're not blue, we're going to keep going. <laughs> I'll go until the nurse comes in and says, is everything all right? Right. Until and then I to cover my ass, I'll put you back in that bed. Exactly. We are just so mean. Like, just five more minutes. Just two two more seconds. Two more uh -huh. seconds. No, I got to lay down. Just two more seconds. Uh, yeah. we, we just got to stand you just to, just to straighten up the sheets up <laughs> Can you take, we just need to take one step towards the head of the bed so just you can one. lay back down. Okay, take five more. Just, just, just two oh, more. Look, you're just already doing more. so good. You think you could walk to the sink today? Wow, we're in the hallway. <laughs> you, it would be so nice if you used the real toilet, huh? Let's get up. Right. Oh, I need a bedpan. How about we use the bedside commode so we can stand? We'll like, oh, sorry, no bedpan anywhere. We're gonna have to we're get to the bedside commode. We gotta, gotta get, get up. up. We are such manipulators. I mean, I love being a manipulator. I'm not going to lie for my patient's sake, because I know that what we do is beneficial, 
But it's so mean because I know, God forbid, I were ever in that situation. Oh, I'd be like, absolutely not. I would throw a tray table at any PT or OT <laughs> that walks in that room and be like, let's get up today. Yeah, the easiest way get is out. just to hot dog, retro pulse, hot dog out of that bed. Yeah, I'm going to slide to the floor. I'll be purpose. like, you want to pick me up from the floor? All right, cool. I'm going to I'm gonna purposefully make you do an incident report just to piss you off. You got doggone right. And I bet you won't come in here trying to give me PT again. I hope this trach pops off. I hope <laughs> this tube dislodges and it's on you. Yep, and I'm just gonna lay there, just <laughs> <laughs> this FMS comes out. Right, you're still, covered in shit. Still inflated, <laughs> like that one patient we had. <laughs> so Alyssa and I were co-treating oh, a uh, Alyssa and I co-treat very often, or we used to rather. R.I.P. to our country. I have, I've been moved into the inpatient rehab unit at the yeah, hospital. And I'm still in the queue. But when Alyssa was in the I'm ICU, clawing my way back, ladies and gents. Don't yes. you worry. By the time this podcast airs, Alyssa will be back in ICU and back on the acute care side. And that's force. on manifestation. Oh, yeah. So we co-treated this one lady who she was traked. And I think at one point she was on ECMO, too. But we didn't work with her on ECMO. Yeah, she was and on then, ECMO. She was traked in like, she was following commands about like 50 to 75% of the time. That she whole opened her eyes and squeezed my fingers. She did. And then she laughed. Like we, it was just so much stuff that happened in that co-treatment. Alyssa literally tried to like move something with the A-line and pop the whole IV pole whole off. I popped off her trach, the vent part from the trach, sputum went everywhere. And I'm like, is, is anybody else hit? <laughs> did anybody get hit? Anybody get like hit? there was a drive by. <laughs> we roll her. Oh my god! And her, it was her ng tube starts leaking everywhere. Everywhere, green like bile. Green juice stuff. in her hair. Oh. oh god! And then her. Then we finally try to get her back to bed, and all of a sudden we start to smell something. <laughs> now mind you, this lady has a fecal management system, which is basically a catheter for your rectum, where it catches all your poop. And I know y'all didn't know the podcast was going to go that way, but, but here we are. literally they, it's inflated. So it's like a little balloon. The thing came out of her butt <laughs> inflated, still inflated poop everywhere. And we were just like, we got to get out of this lady's room. We just got to get out. And meanwhile, she's just <laughs> laughing at us. <laughs> she's like, ha ha. I told you I didn't want to get up. Laughing. And then the next day, uh, and I co-treat together the same patient and something was going on with the bed and we were just having difficulty hurt our fecal management system or her FMS pops out again, inflated. <laughs> and uh, just getting so frustrated. She's like, you know what? I'm about to just Trendelenburg this bitch. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and she's like, no, not the patient, the bed. <laughs> and the patient just sat there and just laughed. It was so funny. Oh, good spirits in the ICU. Man, ICU is so fun. ICU is so fun. Oh my gosh, time flies. I know. The f yeah, how do you want to end it? Um, So, uh. This has been another episode of Bridging the Gap with Fleming and Fowler. Nice. Nice. That was a solid finish. Yeah. It's not our real name, though. But no, it's not. It's a good placeholder. In the key of Fowler and Fleming. I don't know. Bridge. In the, in bridge, the key of F. Bridge. Yeah. Key. F. Bridge. Fecal. FMS bridge. <laughs> Shit, bridge. Shit bridge. Shit <laughs> bridge. Shitty bridges. <laughs> Shitty bridges. <laughs> That's it. Send it to print. We are shitty bridges. Welcome D back. Darren, you locked that in. <laughs> you can go ahead and trademark that for us. Shitty bridges. Bridge over shitty waters. Is what <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. We're going to workshop that, everybody. Thanks yes, for tuning absolutely. in. Absolutely. Uh, 
like and subscribe yeah let us know what you want to hear next share with your friends if you have any topics that you would like to hear us talk about I thought you were gonna say um, if you have any friends <laughs> share with your well, friends if you have any yeah if you have any friends because we're all on quarantine <laughs> so you're probably not talking to your friends very much at all but um yeah uh, if you like want us to talk about any topics for anything please let us know in the comments or eventually i'll get camera ready for you folks well do we have to get camera ready for real i'm not trying to be on the internet looking like this just put a hat on that's what I plan to do. Just put a hat on. <laughs> That's not going to cover my face. Well, then I have to see, like, like depending. Ooh, excuse me. Don't burp on the microphone. The internet's never seen me without a strong contour. If the men know we can <laughs> shape shift, they'll call the church. They shape shift too. You ever seen somebody with a clean shave? That's very true. Beard is the male contour. I stand uh, by that. Yes, it is. It is. A hill I will die on. And the hairline. A hairline. Let's talk about hat. Next episode, we're talking about hot with a hat and. Not. Hot with hot with hairlines and hats. Hot with hairlines and hats. You yeah. are, tell me you're a nine and a half with a hat on. You take that off and you look like freaking Neo. <laughs> she went there with that. <laughs> Did I ever tell you I saw Neo? Hello, Gucci. <laughs> he was performing at a bar club in yeah. South Padre Island during spring break. Really? Mm -hmm. I just don't like his voice. I think he writes beautiful music, but his voice is. You make the back of my neck stand you make the back of I my mean, neck stand up. The back of the back of my hair. See, and this what? is why we have to end this now. Yeah, I just he just oh, I don't like it. his voice. Is so it's like him and Marvin Sapp. Uh, shouts out to Marvin Sapp, gospel singer. Oh God, I hate your voice. It's annoying. Blessed <laughs> are you, but shut up. Oh my God, his voice Stop is singing. so annoying. Him and James Fortune too. Just God is gonna bless you, and he's gonna do this. Shut up and let the singer sing, sir. <laughs> Jeez, I get it. We get it. It's your song. You created it. You don't have to speak the whole time. Like anyway. a DJ Khaled, huh? Another one. You said it, not Listen, me. speaking of DJ Khaled, I know we keep trying to end this podcast. It'll never So, you know, end. DJ Khaled was literally a DJ. He had a radio show in South Florida, and he was on 99 Jams hmm. with him and a girl named Kay Fox. Her voice was pretty annoying, too. But she was a great co-host. But he was, like, an actual cool DJ. Really? As a DJ, yeah. Like, this new persona of... No, beat Nova came. DJ to beat Nova came. My brother, aka so and so, aka so and so, aka. That's literally what he used to, he used to call out 15 different names. Really? My brother, Fat Joe, aka Terror Squad, aka so and so. Dude, we get it. You know a lot of people. It's okay. That's like, uh, did you ever listen to Jesus and Mero? Jesus. I heard of them. So they're really funny. They have a show. I watched them when they were on. Is that the, like the light skin guy and the dark skin guy? Yeah. And that's the one that DJ Envy got pissed at because they, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Because they were like, oh, so she loved you before the money and she <laughs> right. stayed for the money. He and he walked like, out. That's not funny. Oh, anyway. Funny. I'm walking out. <laughs> they're so funny, but on their podcast, they'll be like, Jesus, aka, and it goes like, it's this big thing they do. It goes on forever. Yeah. That's, that's really oh God. Funny. DJ Cal used to do it all the time and it was AKA so Jesus, what Jesus? What does he say? Uh, these expensive Jesus red bottoms, Jesus bloody shoes. That's oh, gee whiz! He used to be like, AKA the beat Nova K, AKA ninety nine Jam, AKA Terror Squad, AKA Fat Joe, AKA Fifty Cent. You don't have to call out all a thousand <laughs> members of your family, sir. We don't care. We don't care. And then he left to become DJ Khaled. Like, DJ Khaled. Like no, I mean people knew him. He was he was very popular, but he was a popular like radio DJ. He was really good That's as a radio insane. DJ. I used to want yeah. to be a radio DJ. Really? I don't know how to do that or anything about it, but I was just like, people want to hear me on the radio. <laughs> well, I had to, when I was in college, like, you know, you can call into the radio station, like, and like request a song or you mm -hmm. answer like a trivia question. So when I was at FAMU, um, I called into like 90, uh, what is it? 90.5. Yeah. Which is a W A&M radio. Shout out to FAMU. Anyway, 
And literally they were like, oh, you got the trivia question right. And so she was like, okay, hold on the line, blah, blah, blah. And literally the girl told me, she was like, you know what? You have a really good radio voice. I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, word? Yeah. Put me on then. And then one of my patients last week, he told me, he was like, you have a really nice voice. Thank you, sir. I mean, I just think what I patients like patients are you walk walking with? You are walking with. Well, me. not last week. I was in the COVID unit last week, but week before last. Very nice guy. He ended up having a stroke, though, unfortunately. Yeah, he sounds like me. I and feel now like he's the stroke fairy. Sometimes now he's traked. There. He's traked, and his whole left side's gone. And he had an aortic dissection. Well, he had a repair, and then he was coughing so hard that he literally bust eight wires on his sternum. Hey, is that a HIPAA violation? Darren, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face-Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released.